This is Fearless Beauties, a podcast dedicated to developing voices of color in the beauty industry. We are talking to estheticians, skin specialists, and business owners to uncover best skin practices, tactical career tips, and ultimately, how we can create a better beauty industry together. I'm your host, Taylor Phillip. And I'm your other co-host, Alina Velez. Welcome to the latest episode of the Fearless Beauties podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Fearless Beauties Podcast. My name is Taylor, your host, also known as Taylor Budgets. And I'm Alina, your Certified Advanced Esthetician. So for this episode, we are discussing inclusive spa spaces, how we can accommodate people living with disabilities in our spas. I think you really got to ask yourself, is it a welcoming space for people of all gender identities, races, religions, disabilities. I mean, right. that's that's the start of it, right? Mm-hmm. We'll just start there. A couple of things I want to touch on. Dermascope. It's titled Celebrating Diversity and Inclusion, How Spas Can Become More Inclusive. And there are some really good tidbits from this from this um, article. So I just want to touch on a couple real quick. First being commitment. We all have to commit to education. Education needs to happen on two independent but intersecting topics. The first being an awareness and acknowledgement of white privilege. I love that she talks about this because it's so powerful. The second being how to safely treat skin of color due to understanding unique skin conditions. We all know that racism is institutionalized in all areas, including education, banking, housing, food, justice, and more, but especially in the beauty industry. Mary goes on to say that um, representation and staffing, I think that's huge um, and something that isn't isn't always talked about. People want to see representation. They want to see themselves. They want to see some different ethnicities working, like not just your typical European, you know. I mean, we want to see a diverse uh, professional profile, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yes, and also just like bouncing off the education, like you really have to have the knowledge and be what's the word be confident Mm -hmm. in what you know because anyone can say that they're inclusive anyone can try and make their spa spaces inclusive but I think someone who is pretty much excluded from society such as African Americans or people with disabilities or and or people with disabilities can literally go in your spa space and say nah Mm-hmm. They think they're doing something, but they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to do the research, people. Yeah. Uh, and you have to want to do it. And I've always said this, like, doing the research is different than wanting to do the research. Like, just because you, are you doing it just so you can say that you did it? Or are you doing it because you truly want everyone to be represented in your brand? And you want everyone to be welcome at your spa? Absolutely. And that brings us to our first principle, right? Place people at the heart of the process. Mm -hmm. 
So this is talking more toward like the design, the design of the space, making sure that it it just has a good flow for people. And it's um, and and I think about like people with um, like PTSD or anxiety who maybe mm-hmm. like need the bed to be positioned a particular way. So if they do have a panic attack, boom, they can just run out. I mean, those are the little things that right. um, that we're talking about when we're placing people at the heart of the process. We're making it as comfortable for people. Yeah, I love that. And um, like when you said PTSD, I automatically thought of like, war veterans. Like what yes. if they need something or somewhere relaxing to go to? Mm-hmm. And what if they're doing construction right by mm-hmm. and there's like a, a loud boom from an excavator? I don't know. Yes. And they hear that. Do you have the technology to have like the speakers yeah, be a little bit blocking? Yeah. Right. Sound blocking technology, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those minute details can mm-hmm. change everything for that person. Yeah. And also economically, that's business right there. Absolutely. Like they will continue to go to you because they trust your environment. Yes. And empathy is always a great starting point, especially when in terms of thinking of people with trauma and um, PTSD, somebody who needs a psychological s- safe place comfortable furniture, a good flow, and just taking in, into consideration everybody's unique individual uh, needs. Right. Um, I did write down in my notes um, because I was thinking when you said empathy, putting yourselves, putting yourself in their shoes. What would you want out of the spa space? Ask them, like literally have like a focus group of like people with trauma or mm-hmm. people living with disabilities, the elderly, like have people with a focus. Just bigger bodies. Yeah, exactly. That's another one. Um, would you want to feel uncomfortable in the, the spa chair? I feel my body is like tipping over because it's not big enough. Like no one wants to feel like that. So you ha- have a focus group, ask them. Like, I feel like they would appreciate you asking them more than just assuming, because I've said it before, when you assume you make an ass out of yourself and the other person. So I wrote down, people with disabilities cannot benefit from an exclusive space, but people without disabilities can still benefit from an inclusive space. Mm. And I thought of hotels, like hotels, they have rooms for people with disabilities. That doesn't affect me, someone that doesn't have a disability. That's so it, good. That's such a you good know, point. There's, nobody's losing. Everybody's happy. No one's everybody's losing. Everybody's taken care of. Right. So, mm. and honestly, if they say, oh, we don't have, it's that we only have handicap rooms. I think that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's fine. There's still a shower. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of someone with a disability coming and say, oh, we don't have any any rooms that can accommodate you like right. oh well that sucks mm-hmm. like like you said i don't lose from you being inclusive right but right. that person will lose from you being exclusive so just just be inclusive it, absolutely it, it's easier 
Yeah, absolutely. Second principle kind of ties into the first principle, but acknowledge diversity and difference. So good design creates an environment that meets as many people's needs as possible. Even if the design is complete and inclusivity wasn't considered at the start, it's not too late to address it through furniture placement or other modifications that don't require construction. It's never too late to, you should always be switching things around and and evolving and making things better for your business in general, but especially for, for your people who, <laughs> I mean, if it's not if it wasn't for your clientele, you wouldn't even exist. You know what I mean? You wouldn't even, your business wouldn't even be up. So I think it's the right thing to do. And it's just simple. It's the right thing to do, period. There are actually like designers, like they specialize in inclusive design. Um, okay. Let's see. Yeah. There's this one gal. I think her name is Kat Holmes. Kat Holmes is a UX design director at Google, and she um, asserts that inclusive design should be considered a catalyst for innovation. I love that. So mm -hmm. true. Everybody can benefit. All right. Principle uh, so three. Principle, okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're doing it. Principle three um, is choice rather than a single solution. And you touched on this already, Taylor. Just how um, versatility, making one thing able to move around or do buying something that um, just is versatile and can can work with many different people. So there is um, this massage table with an adjustable body comfort. For sure, it's an ABC system. It's an adjustable bed that women can lay on and support, wait, they can make subtle changes in the breast area to fit each guest while offering support for deeper work. So it's, you know how it is, ladies, you lay flat on the bed and it hurts. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So they've made this bed that can change and support us so that we can do what we need to do to, um, this is specifically for massages is what it's talking about, but you know, I think that estheticians can um, can gain from something like this, too. Right. And you know what? That's funny because right before Christmas, I went to a spa. My stepmom mm -hmm. got me a, a spa package. It was a three hour situation. Alina. Oh, I was girl. in heaven. <laughs> they gave me champagne. I was like in heaven. Yes. Okay. Love that for but you. The, thank <laughs> you. It was great. The first session was a massage. And of course... I, you know, had to get pretty much naked and mm -hmm. put my head through the, the thing. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, how do you want me to adjust the 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 head thing? I can't, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called. And me I was either. like, okay, you can put it straight because the person before me had it tilted up a little bit. And I was like, ugh. But I was like, that's versatility. But mm -hmm. then when it came down to my breast, I was like, oh, my breasts are just just slammed against this table and it was uh -huh. very uncomfortable like of course you kind of block it out during the massage but i was like yeah it would be bomb if they could have like an opening for the breast mm -hmm. so that they can just hang you yeah. know let them hang yeah. and do their yeah. thing so <laughs> i would appreciate that yeah even if Are my bed had that yeah that would be nice that would I be sleep nice on my tummy, my so. that would be nice 
I'm a, I'm a side sleeper. <laughs> oh, I'm a tummy sleeper all the way. So my breasts are always hurting. Yeah, that's not cool. Oh, that's I know. Not cool. So. That sounds like a million dollar idea there. Girl, get don't get me started. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shoot. Uh, let's see. Principle four. Um, flexibility and use. So um, places need to be d- designed so that they can adapt to changing uses and demands. Couldn't right. agree so, more. Um, right. That we were discussing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Flexible de- development and design um, for all different types of people. But while all clients want to feel safe and welcome during a spa visit, people with traumatic stress don't always like get the full experience as somebody that maybe doesn't have traumatic stress. And so kind of how we were saying in the beginning, like we need to create this safe environment for everybody. If there's loud noises going on Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, even in uncertainty, like when you walk in your, when you walk in your office or you walk in your spa, is there confusion like where to check in or like, If there's that awkwardness, as soon as they walk in, they're not going to like look forward to coming back to see you because it's a right. it's a stressful situation. And 70 to 90 percent of adults in the U.S. have trauma. So that is um, just too much. Yes. And it's more so with black, indigenous and people of color or BIPOC. So mm-hmm. um, just I was just thinking environment. Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> when you said just like. I wonder if entrepreneurs who want to open up their spa think about these things because before reading this article, I certainly did not. I didn't think about mm. how such small things could could create big change. Like how you were saying, when you walk into the spa, is someone there to greet you? Like, mm-hmm. are they making eye contact? Even those small things, because what if someone has social anxiety and they're going out of their comfort zone to go to a spa where they're being touched and being around mm-hmm. people and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like you have, it's like, you have to have like that warm, like disposition and like, hi, almost yeah. like a therapist. And that's what we say. Like estheticians are skin therapists. Like you really have mm-hmm. to have, you have to want to be that warm place for mm-hmm. all your clients Right. Um, so even down to the tone of your voice. Like, I agree. Why are you loud? <laughs> why are you being loud while working Literally. on my face? Oh my god! <laughs> I have totally experienced that firsthand. Like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! Like, I've um I've even heard of some estheticians like on their booking site. You can create. Like, uh, you can choose to have a quiet, like no talking appointment, or you can choose like music or mm-hmm. whatever, but you can put personal preferences. Like there's some days I go get my nails done. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. I'm sorry. Please don't talk to me. Right. <laughs> and so I just, Thank I think that's a, that's a really cool thing to further personalize the experience for people without making it awkward. Like, oh, you don't want to talk? Just, you know, no questions yeah. asked while you're booking. Just boom. Right. No time And it was crazy please. because. <laughs> thank you. I, I've experienced this. When I went to my spa uh, thing right before Christmas, um, there was a male doing my, my massage. She was great. 
But literally, as a business owner, someone who's a business owner and literally focuses on her business all the time. Mm -hmm. The first thing he asked me, so what do you do? I don't want to talk about what I do. First of Mm -hmm. all, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't care. Let's be (laughs) honest here. I'm here to get a massage. I'm not here to make a friend. (laughs) I mean, the conversation was great, but while I'm getting my my massage done, I'm talking the whole time. And I'm the type of person like, all right, I'll just be nice and whatever. I'm not going to be like, can you like not talk to me? I just want to get a massage. I I can't do it. (laughs) Like, I I can't. So I'm like, the, the question should be asked. So, hey, do you want the music a little bit higher? Are you comfortable with conversation or would you like me to be quiet? Yeah. I feel like that could have changed the game for me because now it takes the awkwardness from the client. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're giving me options? Yeah. I don't yes. want you to talk. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Give the option. Yeah. Don't just be like, oh, so what do you do? Yeah. While you're rubbing my back. I don't yeah. know you, sir. Uh, so- <laughs> it's just it was a whole bunch of things going through my mind and Mm -hmm. i'm glad we talked about it because it makes sense like yeah why not have your ideas you'll get people who do want to talk you'll get people who want to right your ear off so exactly um i remember um it was a long time ago but you talked about going to the nail salon and like Putting on your headphones. Like, I put my mm-hmm. headphones on before I even walk through the door. All right, don't mm-hmm. be playing. But I yeah. remember years ago, I was talking to my nail tech, and she was saying that one of her clients just comes in on a regular basis and, like, just spills all the tea about her marriage to her. And, mm-hmm. like, that's, that is her therapy. Right, right. And she was like, and I don't mind listening to her because by the end of the day, when she leaves, she feels good. And knowing that she felt good here, okay, I did my job. Like, of course, yeah. you know, I don't necessarily want to hear about your marital problems, but if that makes you feel good, fine. So, yeah, like, someone may want to talk. Someone may want to just spill all the tea to you. Right. Like, I think yeah. I remember talking to Mary about this. Like, she had a client, a long-term client that would come in all the time and just spill the tea. Yeah. Just, just spill it. And... <laughs> If that's what your client wants to do, let them do it as long as you're comfortable with it. Sure. Um, so, yeah. yeah. You know. I agree. <sighs> Such a rabbit hole we went on, but it makes sense. <laughs> it, it kind of goes <laughs> into does. what we're talking about. It does. I think so. Tell us about principle five. Okay. So convenient, enjoyable environments for all. We were kind of just talking about this <laughs> down yeah. our rabbit hole. Yeah. Just making sure. Well, <sighs> we talked about it on like the psychological end of it. But in here, it talks about signage, lighting, visual contrast, and materials. Giving people sufficient information often before they leave their house that makes them feel confident enough to access a building or a space. Yeah. Love that. I know. Personally, I I love that because those are things that I want to know. And I don't mm -hmm. have anything like super stand out. But I do get anxious going to a new space and not knowing what parking looks like or, you know, is there an elevator or, you know, like, is there a certain code I need to? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So those are really important um, specifications to to give out to your clients, especially new clients. 
Yes, and it says by creating inclusive spaces and implementing features that speak to the needs and comfort of people from all walks of life, you can reduce end user stress and provide everyone with a comfortable and efficient access to all of the building's services. Yeah. But yeah, just like you said, like mm-hmm. give me an email 24 hours before my appointment right. of literally what I can expect. For some people, they may not need it, but mm-hmm. if you don't provide it, that's the problem. Like, mm-hmm. I do more than less. So yeah, well, it's kind of like your analogy to the whole hotel situation. Right. Just having the rooms accessible for um, disabled people, um, like even if they were sold out, you like it's still accessible to us as non-disabled right. people. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing when we talk about inclusive design in your spa and just in general inclusivity in your spa. It, it's never going to be a bad idea. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Inclusivity is never a bad idea. And it's important to remember that when we're talking about inclusive design, um, it's more of a process rather than a be-all, end-all goal. Right. So it's it's always always evolving um, forever a process so yeah and you may have that one tool that will only accommodate one person that you may see like what if you there's one person that can benefit from this instrument you purchased for your spa and they come in once a year that's it's less awkward to have that instrument just sitting there then to say hey we don't have what we yeah sorry need to i can't help, help you, you. Mm-hmm. like how yeah. is that going to make them feel you know right so it there is an investment side to it like you have to invest in your business in order for it to be inclusive absolutely you got absolutely. to spend that money yeah it comes and it goes right <laughs> So yeah, I think we pretty much hit all the points on how to how to design and create inclusive spa spaces. Yeah. Can I just and close we, with another quote yeah. from Mary? Because it was so good. Of course. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. She closes her article and says something really beautiful. So <clears throat> she says, the skincare industry is a beautiful blend of passion, talent, and skill. Improving inclusivity will elevate the industry, providing practitioners with greater opportunities, as well as giving clients better service. If each spa made the personal commitment toward greater equality, collectively, skincare professionals can make a large impact and influence the entire industry. I love that. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary is just... She's a powerhouse. I'm telling you, like, (laughs) it is, and it honestly blew my mind. I'm pretty sure I told her this before, like, back season one of the Fearless Beauty podcast. It blew my mind how much she loved others. And I'm just going to say it straight out. It blew my mind. It blew my mind how much a a white woman loved black men and women. Mm. Yeah. Well, and... Latinx and brown population. and yellow and red and everybody right. else. But yeah. It blew my yeah. mind though, because mm-hmm. I've never had I mean, I grew up loving all. Mm-hmm. Like I I honestly you would probably say I was naive, but I did not mm-hmm. see color. Because yeah. I grew up in an environment 
that was inclusive, very much inclusive. I've never had an experience where I was called out because of the color of my skin, anything Mm -hmm. like that. So, but I knew, you know, the world I lived in. Like, of course I understand. But just knowing that Mary... (laughs) It's just it's it, it's refreshing to mm-hmm. know that a white woman understands her privilege, doesn't necessarily want her privilege, mm-hmm. but she just wants everyone to to have, you know, and to have the best life possible. So it's it's truly a gift. Mary yeah. is a gift to this world. She is honestly. a gift. And if you and don't she know does Mary, it so, yeah, <laughs> go follow her at least yeah. on Instagram, your SD godmother. Um, she's just uh, full of knowledge. Oh and, yeah. And, uh, and love and love Fine. and just pushing the needle forward. I mean, she, there's, there's not a day that she's not making a difference. Yeah. World, and you so. work with her every day. And like, I have the pleasure of working with her every right. day. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. She's doing awesome things. Yeah. All right, Hi, y'all. y'all. So that is, episode eight (laughs) dang wrapped up episode eight thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you at the next episode yep bye